Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Hey, what's up, Bar listeners? Before we get into this episode, want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by AGTV. That's right. The people that made the American Gospel documentary has come up with a streaming service app. It's pretty much like Netflix for solid biblical content. Go to watch AGTV. Use the code BAR, the number one, to get 10% off the monthly rate. AGTV is so awesome. They also have our very own Just Thinking podcast on there. So you want to make sure you go to watchagtv.com. Use the code BAR, the number one, for 10% off. To the bar, come on and pull up a seat and open up your Bible. What a wonderful feast! The living bread, and we're discussing what it means for the streets, the inner cities, and the burbs, and every person we meet. This is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news. In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you. We're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces. This is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it. And this is for the truth lovers, biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations. Yeah, welcome to the the Reformation, yeah. The bar, biblical and reformed. Welcome everybody to the bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building, right back in here. Another Tuesday, super excited as always to be coming through your speakers, through your headphones, through your Alexa, wherever you listen to the bar. We are grateful, and that is correct. You can say, Hey, Alexa, play the bar podcast, and we'll start playing your favorite podcast coming through your Alexa. So keep that in mind. Every week, I love to start the show by uh, shouting out the listeners, man. Uh, you make this fun, you make this uh, exciting. Uh, I'm so grateful. Anytime someone lets me know they're listening, uh, it's always an honor. And I ask as you listen right now, even if it's weeks later, months later, years later, if this is 2022 and you are listening to this show, I want you to take your phone or whatever the device is at the time, screenshot it, post it on whatever social media is relevant at the time and uh, tag us the bar because pray to God by his grace we will still be around. Like I also do every week, I bring you an awesome guest. This guest is actually not too far from me, uh, I guess, geographically, and uh, super honored to have on none other than Brother Ron. How are you doing today, sir? Oh, man, Dwayne, you know, the honor really is mine. I I am just overwhelmed by, <laughs> you know, folks folks like you that are reaching out and impacting the culture, and so I, I'm just grateful. Thank you. Awesome, man. I, I appreciate you. And uh, don't forget all the other stuff you're supposed to say on the mic. Just- <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I, I've been listening to, to podcasts and just starting to pick up on it. I'm, I'm starting to enjoy and be blessed by that. You're out mowing the lawn, you know, you need something to yeah, do and, yeah. and a podcast great for that. And it, oh, yeah. it, one of one of your other listeners kind of turned me on to the bar and said, hey, you, you need to pick up on this guy. And Frankly, I, I was just 
astounded and overwhelmed by the depth and quality, you know, the, the folks that you have on, um, wow. the, the category and caliber and, and, you know, for me to, to share a, a platform with them is, is very humbling. Awesome, man. There, there you go. I, I'll send that $20 up the street. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, sir. So I, uh, I want you to, to introduce your, yourself to my listeners. Uh, tell a little bit about yourself, uh, personal, professional, whatever you want to share. Uh, you got the floor to do that right here. Hey, you know, I, I'm glad and thankful to do that. I, I am a professor of chemistry. Uh, I teach at a local local college. I've been, been teaching... Uh, at the undergraduate level for 22 years, actually started out. I actually started out in the Air Force, so I, I spent 20 years doing Air Force things, and and that was an amazing, wonderful career by God's grace. You know, I, I started out as an undergraduate myself as, as a Christian ministry major out at Grand Canyon at at the time Grand Canyon College in Arizona, mm-hmm. and I and I wanted to go into the ministry. And in the middle of my undergraduate life, uh, the Lord just opened up to me that full-time Christian ministry is is not necessarily just the profession of the pastorate, and you know that's a that's an important profession. Mm-hmm. But he he had called me actually into a different kind of full-time Christian ministry, and and I actually ended up doing that in the military for twenty years, every everywhere I went, just being to to the best of, that I could be you know, that, that lover and follower of Christ. And through those times, he gave me the opportunity to go back to school, get some more education. You know, when I, when I finished my, my bachelor's degree, I was like, nah, I got enough bachelor's degree, <laughs> I, a chemistry degree. I like, I, I don't want to go back to school. I like it. It was fun, <laughs> but it's not the love of my life. And kind of, kind of shut that door and the Holy Spirit, you know, ticked on my heart and said, did you want to talk to me about that before you mm. shut that door? <laughs> yeah, of course I did. So he opened the opportunity for me to go back and get my master's degree. And so I did that at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville and went out and taught at the Air Force Academy for three years. And uh, they they sponsored me to go back and, and finish up and get my my doctorate degree also at the University of Tennessee. So I, I have three degrees from the University of Tennessee now, all, all three in chemistry. And then after, uh, after retiring from the Air Force in 2002, really wanted to go uh, continue to teach. But I wanted to teach. I had, a, had an open offer from Dartmouth University. They just called me up and said, look, we want you to come teach here. We've, we've talked to your colleagues at the Air Force Academy You've got an outstanding record. Just come on out here. And and I, I looked at that and, you know, was, of course, the pride side of me and, and the fleshly side of me really was excited by that. Mm-hmm. But the but the Holy Spirit had just really informed my life and, and put in my life the desire to go to a place where I could overtly and boldly disciple uh, young lives into this this different kind of view of science, a science that was a completely integrated approach, not not science on one hand and faith on the other hand, but but one where they are both melded together in a heart in a in a heart in a way that it's totally inseparable. You you couldn't divide the two if you wanted to, and just teach them everything you do intellectually is an act of worship. So do it well, think well, 
And so by by God's grace, I've been doing that now and teaching here, of course, in a local school in the upstate up in Tigerville and just loving it. And also, of course, serving. I'm, I'm an ordained deacon and I have also served and am an ordained elder, have served in churches in in uh, Florida, here in South Carolina, um, also in Colorado. So just really been blessed by that. What else can I tell you? Been married for 37 years, have <laughs> a, a beautiful daughter. Um, I see that you've got four great children, man. Yeah, man. What a blessing. Uh, oh, yeah. I try to tell the, my young people, the folks I get to work with, you know, God has a purpose in marriage mm. and he has a purpose in, in having children. And frankly, up there among the top of them is showing us our sin and and tearing away <laughs> our selfishness. Oh, yeah. Mar- marriage and children will do both of those to you very effectively. very true very true it is definitely definitely true i know daryl and virgil recently did a show on singleness and said how marriage uh humbles you uh and that is very true every chance it gets it humbles you (laughs) yes yeah as it it should Uh, yeah for sure if there's one struggle i think we have as humanity it, it is of course pride and selfishness so oh for sure yeah, the grace of God in, in tearing those off of us is, is an amazing blessing. Yes, sir. So uh, my first question, because I'm noticing a little theme. I don't know if it's only because I'm actually in the last three or four interviews, I've interviewed people that work at universities. But one thing that I'm noticing is how uh, guys or, well, yeah, definitely guys feel the call to ministry and then or think they feel the call to ministry and then uh you know god shows them how they can be effective in academics um tell me a little bit about that that transition for you uh as far as uh you know the mindset and because i think you said you were still in the navy at the time um talk about that transition and and like you know when that light went off where you know okay he want to use me a different way because i feel like i you know, everything is God private. So I feel like, you know, somebody, because this theme is so constant that somebody may be kind of on that, that, that balance and being trying to figure out which way to go. Talk about that a little bit for us. Well, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I was raised um, primarily Baptist. That's, that's my, my, my heritage at least. And, and was, was born into a, a godly family that said, Hey, we're, we're going to be in church all the time. As a matter of fact, I was in, I was in church probably when I was, you know, six weeks old, popped me down in the nursery, <laughs> parents went off to worship. And so I was constantly exposed throughout my, my young life to uh, teaching, teaching God's word, the fellowship of the body of Christ. And all of those had a constant message, and that constant message was, you know, serve, serve God. But absent from that was serve God in your your work, whatever that work is, it, it was primarily, you know, the, the the important people are the ones that that become missionaries. The important people are the ones that become pastors. Now, let me let me say out front, I absolutely agree. The profession of a pastor and the profession of a missionary, absolutely, some of the next to being called to be a husband and a father is probably you know one of the most important callings. But I never heard, I was never exposed to, you know, that God can make you and use you and 
whatever your profession might might be, he will use you in that calling to be his minister, was never really exposed to that. And, and so I just, as I, I felt the the desire to serve God and, and to be sold out to him, the only way I knew to do that, at least as far as I could figure out in high school, was going to the, the full-time ministry. But then when I got to college, and, and for those that don't know, Grand Canyon College at that time was owned and operated by the Southern Baptist Convention of Arizona. It was a Southern Baptist school. And so it, it had a program for pastors, and I entered into that program, and I sat there in the, in, as a freshman in courses. One was called Church Growth and Development, and they, just, they brought in these godly men from across Arizona, people that had been ministering you know, their whole lives, and just said, okay, share share with these young students what they need to know, and and I just I filled up volumes of of notebooks just trying to capture every piece I could, and was just blessed by it. I thought, man, yeah, I, I'm going to go do this. And, and then I took my first chemistry class, and just was astounded uh, that first of all I could see, and again this is by God's grace, the Holy Spirit's work. I could see in the minute of the scientific principles and in the three-dimensional design and structure of these chemicals, the fact that carbon has, you know, is a tetrahedral and can have this three-dimensional shape which is unique and can have a mirror image which is different from it. And you know, in, in the body is only one mirror image, one of these pieces, and saw all that and it became clear to me, first of all, that there had to be a designer, which I already knew, but but did not know it could be so clear from science. And then also recognized that God had given me skill and ability. Uh, chemistry just came came natural. And every science course I took, it was just it just came to me. And and I saw that other people did not have that ability. And so you know I began to negotiate with God, saying, Oh oh oh, I get it, I get it. You want me to become a chemist. <laughs> and I can use I can use this chemistry degree, and and it will open doors to get me into countries to be a missionary where other people can't. So okay, God, I got it. I will go be your missionary. And you know I I continued to do that throughout my entire profession, thinking God, when are you going to send me to you know China or Africa or what? Where when are you going to send me to these places? And, and I think I was probably about ten to twelve years into my military career when it became really clear that over those past 12 years and even where I was, the Lord was actively putting me in a very rich mission field and that there were all around me. You know, Dwayne, I think probably still today one of the most unreached people groups on the face of the earth are the intellectuals, mm. are the, the scientists sitting in their science labs. And, and part of that reason, of course, is, is because their minds are... They're closed off to anything supernatural. Their their worldview doesn't allow them to even think about the pro- probability of a supernatural. And so this is this really has become kind of the heart of my my ministry today is for Christians to help them to see and to understand and to think about how they think, to change to change the way that we think about thinking and the way that we think about science. Um, I, I I think I can tell you that through through my entire life, every church, and I, and I went into a lot of them. You know, when you're in the military, mm-hmm. you you move a lot, and so you get to right. a different church. I, I'd go to the pastor and say, "So what? 
what do you think about Genesis? Is origins important? What what do we need to know about the creation? Almost always they were either scientifically apathetic or they mm. were scientifically agnostic. Mm. They didn't think it mattered or they didn't really care. They were and, and you know, to to be kind to them and, and I don't need to be kind, I need to be I mean to be generous. Uh, I need to be gracious. They they were busy people. Their lives were filled with just trying to take care of the body of Christ and trying to live out the gospel. Um, but what I, I, I saw consistently missing was an understanding about how important the beginning of God's word, Genesis, is mm-hmm. to the gospel itself. Mm. And I actually, through most of my academic life, I was a theistic evolutionist and held to a, a theistic evolution view of science until one day one of my colleagues out at the Air Force Academy said to me, so why? Why six days? If God is all-powerful, and oh, by the way, he is. Mm-hmm. If God is all-knowing, and oh, by the way, he is. He could have created in any way that he wanted to and if he had done it over 13.7 billion years, as evolution says, if he created the earth 4.5 billion years ago, he could have easily said that to the writer of Genesis. And he could have said it in a way that they understand, because he's not limited by our lack of understanding. He can put it in a way that we can understand. So why did he say, I created in six days and rested mm-hmm. on a seventh, if he meant something else? And Dwayne, I have to tell you, that threw me into a crisis. <laughs> and, and in answering that question, I, I came... Well, first of all, I had to actually begin to really study the theory right. of evolution sure. and saw the holes in it, saw the faith. I did not realize how much faith I was making to hold to the theory of evolution. And once I began to see that and understand that we we serve a sovereign God who knows what he's doing and, and is a God-sized God, not a man-sized mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. I, I came to the conclusion that those six days had to be easily understood, even by a modernist like us, a modern person. We had to be able to look at that and understand that those days represent cycles of light and darkness, what we would now classify as a 24-hour day. Mm-hmm. or the purpose that God put in those six days followed by a seventh day of rest would not have meaning. It would be confused. Mm. And so at that, at that point, I have uh, switched over, and I am now a, a six-day young earth creationist, which made a lot of folks at the University of Tennessee uncomfortable. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I had pastors. I had—well, not pastors. I, I, probably, I meant— I had other professors, my my professors, even those that were teaching my classes as, as well as graduate students that just out and out told me, you should not be allowed to have a doctorate degree because you are a young earth creationist. <laughs> really? Wow. So it doesn't matter if my science is okay. It's mm. just what I believe. Wow. That wow. is, that is interesting, man. That, that is, wow. I did not know that. Good deal. Yeah. So, I mean, just just kind of piggybacking off of that, um, you know, as far as being a professor and uh, I mean, probably from that time even forward, what ways have you, uh, I guess, I guess in what ways have you used your your seat, your platform and, and 
uh, to evangelize or to, you know, uh, you know, get the gospel out, you know, if any direct or indirect or what, what have you been able, what, I guess, what ways have you used it? And then are there any testimonies on that? Yeah. I, I love to share this stuff. I'm, I'm I thank you. Well, particularly for the body of Christ, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my exhortation and encouragement has be, been directed towards them to help people understand, first of all, they have a freedom to believe God's word because God's word is true and they can stand on that truth. So um, I, I will take my students uh, and, and anybody else that will sit and listen. I, I will take my students kind of through this, this process. Jesus was asked a question. Well, he's asked a lot of questions, but he he was able to to face the intellectuals of his day. And one of these intellectuals came to him and tried to trap him and asking him, you know, Master, what is the greatest commandment? And and we read his response, and in all three of the Gospels record it very clearly. Uh, this one's out of Matthew 22, about 34 or so, where where Jesus responds and says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and, yeah, mind. Mm-hmm. All three pieces. So when we, when we step into whatever our worship place is, you know, when we go into church to worship, we're not supposed to be checking our mind at the door. We're right. supposed to be stepping in with all of our intellect. Every piece that we are integrated into one thing. So when, when I tell my students, let's do science, I help them to understand we're doing this because we want to be the worshipers God has called us to be. I do the same thing with um, uh, out of Romans, where the writer of Romans, and I, I happen to be one of those theologians that think Paul is the most likely author of Romans, but uh, <laughs> right. where, that, <laughs> where he says, you know, God has revealed himself, and I believe this is Romans one twenty. God has revealed himself in his creation so that his invisible attributes are clearly seen in the things that are made. So again, we can see science, the study of science. Science is supposed to be the study of the physical world, the world around us. As we're studying that, as a Christian, I can fully confess that God has revealed himself in that, that stuff that I'm studying. And so I'm, I'm studying it not just to make myself a... a a more geeky intellectual. I mean, that, that can have its own fun. It can also have its own sinfulness. But I'm doing it to, to know God and to learn Him. And so I want to encourage people, I want to encourage pastors and, and Christians to also see that. But I, I've also had, Dwayne, I've, I've had non-Christians come to me. I had a, had a rather long relationship with one here in, in the upstate. And he kept saying, I, I just don't understand. Do I... Do I have to believe in a young earth to be a Christian before I can get saved? Do I? And I said, no, <laughs> that's not a prerequisite to salvation. Right. The prerequisite to salvation is very clear. The gospel message is clear. You must repent of your sin. First of all, confess that you are a sinner. Repent of your sin. And then confess that God has provided a payment for your blood guiltiness. Mm-hmm. Agree at the most fundamental level with that, and, you know, presenting the gospel to him. But he still just kept saying, well, tell me about this young earth stuff. How is it true? So I would, I would show him some of the evidence from physical science, and there's, there's a good bit of it out there. Everything right. from 
I mean, particularly soft tissue and dinosaur bones. I mean, what an incredible mm-hmm. revelation that has been. Uh, carbon-14 in, in diamonds, uh, helium in, in zirconium minerals, so many things that really point to a younger age uh, of the universe. Uh, but I, I said to him, as, as I do to other Christians, now look, that science does not trump what Scripture says. Right. It is irrational. It is irrational to take the Word of God, which is the revelation of the Creator, and say, yeah, but that's not important. If there is an intelligent Creator, and there is, again, mm-hmm. why wouldn't that Creator want to reveal Himself? And if that revelation was available to us in written form, and He and it claimed to be that, why would we reject that? Why would right. we not take that in? So God's Word is the preeminent evidence we have and it says that god created the heavens and the earth that's right so that's 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 our first piece of evidence not to be rejected or set apart nice wow that is awesome sir good stuff look we we definitely have to do lunch uh <laughs> we definitely hey, have to deal. connect i, I, I would even love buy. to Yo, I'm definitely down. (laughs) (laughs) Good deal. So, hey, I'm going to jump right into my signature questions, question to ask all of my guests uh, as we get ready to roll out of here so we can keep our uh, listening audience, uh, keep their palates wet, you know, with the 30-minute show. So the first signature bar question is, what kind of music do you listen to? I have to tell you, my my musical tastes are a bit on the eclectic side. Um, every, everything from you know, classic to modern. Now, now, most of it, most of my listening is, is around Christian music. I, I love Keith and, and Kristen Getty, the hymns that they have made alive for us. I, I listen a lot to uh, Michael Card. I appreciate him. Cool. Uh, but I also enjoy a good bit of of classical music and, and you know, just the different performers there. You know, I don't know if, if people are aware of it, but... Um, there's a, a a composer, I think I can call him that, uh, Dan Forrest in, in the upstate. You need to get him on your show, by the way. That would okay. be a great one. Help me. <laughs> he, he does primarily, yeah, he, he does primarily choral works, and he's done one called Requiem for the Living. Mm. Just astounding. Uh, in, in it, as I listen to it, I, I can't help but, but see the gospel every time I, I, I listen to it. And, and wow. it's musically amazing. It's, it's just wonderful. Awesome. But I, I've also listened to a good bit of, um, well, primarily Christian rap. I, I can't say that I like uh, the other kind, but but spoken word. Yeah. Unfortunately, some of those I've, I've I'm not as um, comfortable with it as, as I used to be. But man, the the denseness of the theology that that you can pack into that type of performed musical, right? Just to me, is amazing. So I. Like I said, I'm I'm all over the place, pretty much. Awesome. The, the only kind of music I'm not really too much into, and I hope I don't offend too many people. I'm I'm not a big fan of of jazz. Um, uh, you're not going to offend anybody. Nobody <laughs> listens to this show. <laughs> that's about the only kind I'm not real real big on. But. I got you. No worries. I like I like jazz, but not offended at all. Oh, um, next next signature question is: What book or books are you currently reading? Well, I, I think I'm, I'm very, I don't know if I'm typical or not. I, I've got like three or four books I'm trying to wade through. Um, yep. But, but two right now that I'm really enjoying, Empires of Dirt uh, by mm-hmm. Doug Wilson. 
I've been trying to get through that one for, for about six months. And every time I pick up a book, like over Christmas break, uh, the semester starts up and I start teaching again and my, my reading time drops off. So I'm, I'm getting back into that. Uh, the World Tilting Gospel by Dan Phillips. Mm-hmm. Just some basic stuff, but astounding in how it just clearly lays out the, the necessity of a vibrant Christian life. And I'm also right. reading uh, Foucault's Pendulum. I don't know if I should admit to that or not, by Umberto Eco. Um, mm. And again, that's one I've, I've been actually trying to get through for about two years now. Uh, and it's it's an incredibly well-written book. Now, Umberto Eco, not, I'm not a Christian. And right. please, everybody who's listening to me, I'm, I'm not endorsing that book. And I'm not recommending you go read the World Tilting Gospel, Empires of Dirt, you know, th- those kind of things. That's, that's good. Yeah. Uh, other stuff... Uh, as as your grace and freedom allows you, uh, but gotcha. Foucault's pendulum is just filled with philosophy mm-hmm. and intellect, and it's one of those books. But it's a, it's a it's kind of a fun read. Awesome, awesome. All right, last signature bar question is: What podcasts or sermons do you listen to, if any? Well, um, certainly <clears throat> the bar part podcast. <laughs> And unfortunately, just just uh, mostly recently, really been enjoying that one. Um, I listen a lot to John MacArthur just about every chance I get. Have, you know, just been blessed by him and, and his ministry over, over the years. So his sermons are, are right at the top there for me. Also, um, I don't know if you all are familiar, uh, maybe you are, with Knowing the Truth Radio, uh, another up here in the, in the upstate mm-hmm. guy. Pastor Kevin Bowling, uh, when, when I have opportunity, really enjoy listening to him. Uh, so another one, yeah, primarily. Cool. All right. Well, sir, I appreciate you coming on the show. Definitely, definitely enjoyed you. Uh, definitely, definitely glad to make this connection and, 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 and look forward to being able to uh, connect with you uh, more uh, outside of the show. I know the listeners were it. definitely blessed. And so to the listeners, we appreciate you guys tuning in to the Bar Podcast. We're a biblical reform. We ask that you check us out every Tuesday, your favorite podcast, and check out the whole Bar Podcast Network. Monday, Pastor's Discussion. Tuesday, The Bar, of course. Wednesday, Just Thinking with Daryl and Virgil. Thursday, uh, Mario Esco Live and Bars. Whenever T Barlow get everything together, shout out to my brother. I, I know you're hard working out there. And then Friday, Truth and Fire podcast. Uh, make sure you guys go to the Bar Podcast uh, website. Also, go get some gear bar t shirts, hats, hoodies, polos. Uh, I'm, I'm adding all kind of bar gear at the bargear.com. Get you some merch. Till next time, you guys, we appreciate you. God bless, and we are out.
What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get a invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there